you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey, welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I'm Oliver Banks, your host and your guide to successfully transforming your retail business and operation. This one is episode 91, and today we're continuing our journey into the 10 Ps. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then I don't think you've listened to episode 90, which was part one, which was all about exploring 10 different Ps to help you to transform. So do go and check that episode out first if you've not already listened to it. That's episode 90. But retail in 2020 is pretty challenging, it turns out. It's critical to be able to transform into the best version of your business. But navigating and selling across different channels, deploying new technologies and innovations, and so many different and seemingly unconnected changes makes it really difficult. There's a lot going on. There's lots of pressure. There's a razor thin margin for error. And it can get pretty confusing and overwhelming. So I'm laying out 10 Ps to help give you a little bit of structure and tie it all together for you. Last time, we explored the first five Ps. And just as a very quick refresher, and like I say, if you haven't listened to episode 90, then do go back and check that out. But just as a refresher, those five Ps are purpose, proposition, profit, perspective, and process. And today, we're going to be continuing this journey. So we're going to be exploring P number six to number 10 and laying out a bit of a framework for how it all hangs together. Here we go. So the sixth P is people. Now, retail has a saying that people are the most important asset. But you have to ask yourself, is your most important asset giving you a good return on your investment? And not so much are they able to give you a good return on your investment, but are you really using that asset in the best possible way? Are you using your people to really drive huge positive value in your business? Are they allowed to do that? Or are they just treated as a human resource in the sense that they're doing simple tasks, perhaps that a machine or a robot could do? Because to me, that doesn't sound like how you would treat your best asset, your most flexible asset, the asset that can really add huge amounts of personality and creativity, plus lots more as well. So how would you describe your best asset? How are you enabling or empowering your people to drive as much value as they can? And how are you training them, leading them, coaching them, mentoring them, managing them? to be able to play that part to the most effective way possible. Now, for me, it's all about intention. How are you intentionally leading and managing and setting your people up for success? Do they have the right structures in place? Do they have the right guidance in place? And above all, are they doing the right things? Because if they're not, how on earth are you going to get the best return out of apparently your greatest asset? That's a big question that you must answer. 
So number six is people. And very closely connected is number seven, passion. This is adding that feeling, that emotion, that care, and ultimately that infectious enthusiasm for the brand, for the company, for your mission. And we'll come back to that in just a second. That ultimately leads both your people, your team, your colleagues, and your customers to fall in love with your brand. And I think that word love is a really interesting word. I used to have a school friend that (laughs) would say love is a word that's thrown around too often. And I think absolutely it actually is. But right here, I do mean it. You know, how are you going to fall in love? If this was two people, how would they fall in love with each other? Because it's exactly the same for an individual and a company to fall in love. It's got to be two way and it's got to be natural, not forced. So think about how people would fall in love. They'd have similar viewpoints. They care about the same things. They want to support each other to get things done, to help overcome their fears or to achieve things. They look after each other. They're there for each other when they're needed. How can your company do that too? Think about how you can take that same concept of love between two people and bring it into your company. But before we get too lost in the metaphor here, I want to bring it back out and say, what are some of the key elements to help you? Because actually, if people are to be excited by your brand, by your business, they need to be excited by the mission that you're on, your purpose. That should be what is driving the excitement. So if you're excited by the purpose, fantastic. If your people are excited by your purpose, brilliant. Because If those are in place, then your customers are going to feel that excitement. They're going to feel the energy and they're going to want to love your brand too. It will flow through all areas of the business and it will be so visible to your customers too. So that purpose piece that we spoke about last time in episode 90 is absolutely so important and it should be very, very clear to the individuals how they play into that purpose because it's unlikely that one single person can really deliver the company's purpose, but they can absolutely play a part in the bigger machine. So they need to understand where they sit in that. So have that purpose and make sure that it's clearly broken down into the different divisions or the different functions, into the different departments, the different teams, and down into the different people. And that should be really aligned into their objectives and their goals their development plans and all of those sort of things absolutely should feed back up into the broader company purpose. So people can understand, they can get excited about why they exist, right? And I think actually, this is going to become an increasingly important point as people want to serve a bigger purpose than just turning up to work for a a nine to five or whatever those hours are, right? So do make sure that you split your purpose out. Number eight is performance. This is about using data and insight from the past to take action in the present to adjust the future. This is what performance is all about. You can paint a pretty picture or you can hit people with a stick if performance hasn't been good enough in the past, but it's not about what's happened in the past. It's about what's going to happen in the future and more specifically, what you can do right now to affect that future. 
So think about the metrics that you have in place. Are they the right metrics? Especially as your business begins to transform and change, do they mirror what you are trying to achieve? Do they mirror your purpose? Do they record what is happening with your proposition? Do they monitor the profit, not just the financial profit, like we were talking about, but do they monitor that? Do they monitor the perspective? Are you keeping track of the processes? All of these different things, you see, can be monitored and tracked through your performance. Again, with a view of looking at the past to take action in the present to adjust the future. Also in here, it's really critical that you actually consider what success looks like for your business, for your customers, for your colleagues, for your transformation as well, by the way. You know, what does success look like? Do you know, particularly for all of those parties? And actually, you can break that down into into different details, of course, for your business, what success looks like for different divisions, maybe slightly different for different customers. It may be slightly different as well, for example. And here's a big question. How will you know if you have been successful? And do your metrics and KPIs reflect that? Because if they don't reflect that measure of success, they're measuring the wrong thing. So really challenge yourself here, particularly with your KPIs, with your metrics. Are they helping you to adjust the future? And do they really allow you to monitor if you are being successful or not. And hopefully they should be the same answer, right? Aligned to the purpose and adjusting the future. So number eight is performance. Moving on, number nine is pivoting. So this is about staying nimble, staying agile, and again, adjusting the present based on what you are seeing right here, right now. And of course, Here in 2020, that is so true. And I'm sure you agree with me on that one. But you know, are you honestly taking a look at your business from your customer's perspective? And are you thinking disruptively too? How are you going to, in fact, stop yourself from being disrupted? Is that something you realistically are considering right now? Honestly, because because these are some of the key questions that are going to help you to pivot to help you to stay relevant, or in the words of Joe Jackman, to help you to reinvent. Now, Joe was a brilliant podcast guest. He was back in episode 87 and 88. So do go and check out those conversations with Joe. It was a really fantastic conversation, two-part conversation, obviously. And of course, he took to the stage at Retail Transformation Live as well and got some brilliant, fantastic reviews. So Joe's got a ton of golden nuggets to share. So take a read of his book as well, The Reinventionist Mindset. I'd highly recommend it. But also when you're considering pivots and changing and being nimble, also consider, do you have the culture that is set up to allow you to change? And do you have the change management in place to be able to make a pivot and keep that in place? Because of course, if you don't keep that in place and that pivot swings back to the old ways of working or the old setup, that's not really a pivot. It's at best just creating disturbance in the company, right? (laughs) So number nine is about pivoting. And then number 10, the 10th P. So today we've had number six, people. Number seven, passion. Number eight, performance. Number nine, 
pivot. And number 10, which really helps to tie all of this together and make it coherent, is program management, which perhaps is not the sexiest thing in the world, granted, but this level of coordination that builds the plan, makes sure everything is in place, makes sure that all of these different activities are happening all at once across the entire organization and that they're all making coherent sense and that they're not getting in the way of each other absolutely is critical. Because if you don't have good program management, which by the way is not the same as project management, just so we're clear, then things are going to be rocky. They are going to be bumpy. They're going to not feel very good for the organization. And that will represent itself by things getting delayed, by having trials not be conclusive, by things coming in over budget, by decisions getting delayed. All of these sort of things can be really crippling, of course, for a transformation and unfortunately in these tough times for a company as well. So do you have the program management in place that allows your transformation the guidance, the structure to really be successful. Because I honestly believe this is so important. And if you don't have it, it will crumble. And all the good intentions in the world will not help you out, unfortunately. So do make sure you do have this 10th P, program management, in place to allow you to bring this together. And if you don't know what this means or what this looks like, then do feel free to drop me a line, drop me an email. Let's connect. Let's chat. My email is oliver.banks at obandco.uk. That's oliver.banks at obandco.uk. Or hey, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Oliver Banks, of course, and you can find me there. And if we're not connected, we absolutely should be as well, by the way. So do reach out. Let me know you've listened to the episode. And like I say, if you want to talk about program management and how you can make sure that your transformation is set up for success, then it would be great to have a conversation. So those are our 10 P's, but maybe you are left thinking, how do these all tie up together? And that is a brilliant, brilliant question. So here we go. Are you ready? So you start with your purpose, which should drive your proposition which is set up to result in profit. But also remember that you must have perspective on the bigger picture. So how do you do all of this? Well, you take your proposition and you realize it through process and operating models, which are delivered by your people, who hopefully are driven by your purpose, which makes them passionate and keen and hungry to deliver the proposition which gives you the performance that is essential for your customers and for your business. But given the ever-changing landscape and given the eventual decline in your performance if you do nothing, it's essential that you consider how to pivot, to stay nimble, to stay agile, and also keep program management in place to make sure that you maintain control but you provide the structure to make changes happen. So how about that? Those are our 10 Ps, purpose, proposition, profit, perspective, process, people, passion, performance, pivot, and program management. 
Those are the 10 P's that I would like you to consider when you are setting out your transformation. How are you making sure that you are hitting all of those 10 P's? How are you making sure that they all tie up together, just as I mentioned? And I'm going to make sure that that is available on the show notes page for you today, which is obandco.uk slash 91. And if you've got any questions, I'd love to hear from you either on LinkedIn or via email. As I say, my email is oliver.banks at obandco.uk. Or hey, find me on Twitter at ollie underscore banks, O-L-L-I-E underscore banks. And really, I think all of these 10 Ps in this current climate boil down to help you to answer one very important question. And of course, if you were at Retail Transformation Live, you are familiar with this question. And the question is, are you good enough? Are you a good enough steward of the brand? Are you a good enough guardian of the future for the company? Are you good enough at being a real champion for change and a positive force for good? And are you good enough to really serve your customers and help them to live a better life? That's the big question. Are you good enough? And are you going to use the 10 Ps to help you to be good enough, to help you to transform and to stay relevant and be successful? I certainly hope you are. And certainly if you've listened this far, then you know, I've got a good feeling about this. I believe in you. I really do. And I believe in what you can do as well. The time absolutely is now. Do not just sit around on this. Do make sure that you are taking action. Do make sure that you are driving positive change. And let me know how you get on as well. We're going to wrap this one up right here. Thanks for listening. And do remember, if you have not already hit the subscribe button, then do so now in your favorite podcast app or player to make sure that you catch the new episodes which come out every single week. And also remember to sign up for my retail transformation briefing, which again comes out every single week and serves you the headlines from the world of retail transformation, along with key insight, interesting and intriguing conversations from the world of social media to get involved in, along with my views on the latest trends and hot topics in the world of retail. So do sign up for that on the show notes page, obandco.uk slash 91. And I really look forward to joining you on the next episode of the Retail Transformation Show coming at you very, very soon. Have a fantastic week. Bye for now.